0: welcome to skull stories presented by cambria proud to be the official countertop of the minnesota vikings tonight we're speaking with former vikings running back scotty graham well the vikings fell to the san francisco 49ers 34 to 26 as too many mistakes and a persistent running game from the 49ers proved to be too much on sunday and in a couple of the key stats Time of possession. Against the Rams, 39 minutes. Against Jacksonville, 38 minutes. Against the Vikings, 38 minutes. The turnover battle, we lost. We gave up, gave it up twice. We got it once. I mean, I thought after that first interception, I'm like, we got Garoppolo's number. And then the big turning point is an ungodly amount of points that we have given up in the last two minutes of the first half. It's what happens at the end of that first half?
1: Between them scoring the touchdown, the turnover, converting on the turnover, and the double dip on the the beginning of the third, yeah. it was just a, a terrible well, and, 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 and minute sequence.
0: And that's the asterisk to the Minnesota turning the ball over twice as we did it in the shadow of our own goalpost, for God's sake. The running game from San Francisco got us. Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, 33 rushes for a combined 199 yards and three rushing TDs. 246 total between the two. I mean, Debo has made the transition from wide receiver to running back. He doesn't run in between the tackles. Well, when there's two of them in the backfield, he and Mitchell, it's like who's going to get the ball, that whole thing. But too many explosive plays on the outside. So um, Cousins played, I think, uncharacteristic for 2021. He started out very, very hot. He had 148 rating, et cetera, et cetera. But as the tundra cooled, so it did Our guy, Cousins, 20-32, 230 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception. The interception was, wow. Dalvin Cook, you know, he had over 103 total yards, but only 40 rushing for the day. Uh, We'll see how his injury is, day-to-day, from how we understand it. Uh, Jefferson, four big receptions for 83 yards. Thielen starting out hot, five receptions, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Um, How about Kene Wongu? Another kickoff. You do it once, it's like, okay, you do it once, but you do it twice in a matter of just a couple weeks, from Baltimore till now, I'm excited to see that kid run the football. Uh, On deck are the winless Detroit Lions. Our first meeting with them was really no walk in the park, but we'll get to more of that in a bit. But first, let's catch up with our guest of the evening, He's a former Vikings running back who used his skill set to shift from being a player on the field to working with the NFL Players Association for more than a decade. He's recently jumped back onto the field this season as the new running backs coach for the University of Arizona. Please welcome one of my favorite people of all time, running back Scotty Graham. I'm absolutely thrilled to have one of my favorite former teammates uh, on with us today, and Scotty Graham and. Scotty, how you doing? What's new? Give us an update on your life at the moment.
2: Right now I'm coaching at the University of Arizona. I'm the running back coach. I've been here since January of last year. Um, it's been really exciting. Uh, it's just really cool to be honest with you.
0: What got you into you know, into coaching? I know when when you left football, you had um, uh, spent some time after the Vikings with the Bengals and then got into the NFL PA uh, for quite some time. But what got you into it and the front lines again?
2: I was watching football, and I just said, you know what? These guys are not prepared. So, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a hypocrite. and do something about it. Um, I'm watching running backs drop step on the inside zone and just pass protection is not there. And, and some of the best things I learned in life about life came through football. So, for me, it was an opportunity to give back. To, to the sport has given me so much
0: when you left Ohio State you came here in 93 you were teammates with Robert Smith
2: the Ohio State oh I'm
0: sorry the the Ohio State University what was it like to what was it like to be and just continue your career with uh, with a guy that you were in the same meeting room with I mean that doesn't happen very often in, in the NFL it was really
2: cool because Robert was able to tra- translate everything was going on with the Vikings so the language we played it at Ohio State. I mean, so that was really cool being able to talk to Robert every day. It's funny calling to Robert because we call him Juice. But uh, Robert, <laughs> it's, it's funny just saying that. Uh, but, you know, Juice told me, you know, basically this is 400 right here. That helped me immensely um, in that office because, you know, Brian Billick is really a stalwart when it comes to offense and you need to be a, a detail oriented person. So details are details. So Robert was able to help me with that right away.
0: And you had an amazing career at, at the excuse me the Ohio State University. You had all, lettered all four years, started for three. Uh, team captain, you know, you even got your master's degree while you were there. So what What was it about college? Uh, you weren't there just to play football, were you?
2: No. I mean, at the end of the day, people always talk about it, but you got to be about it. And for me, it was like I wasn't going back to New York without a degree. I wasn't going back to be one of those guys that could have, once should have been. I wanted to be a guy that people said, okay, he's doing it right. It's not perfect. but doing it right. Which, you know, as we go through this story, it'll, it'll show you. I mean, Brian Pillick is best friends with Jeff Fish. So, when Coach Fish asked about Scotty Graham, <laughs> Brian Bill goes, hire Scotty Graham. He was another coach before. He goes, hire Scotty Graham. And so, you know, for my young people out there hearing this right now, what you do between 18 and 25 will affect your 52, whether you think it will or not. Could you imagine if I had been an idiot and I didn't do what I want to do with Brian and I didn't listen and pay attention and play physical? and I mean, that's your resume right there. And uh, I didn't want to fast forward the story, but. That's half the battle, who you know?
0: Is that something that you, you bring to the attention constantly of the of the guys that you coach now? Is that what you do and how Without you are? It's you know, Yeah.
2: Life I share that story with them. I share I many stories with them in the opportunity. So when opportunity knocks, you're going to be available. And I told them I was on practice squad at the beginning of the year, and I wound up taking it to the playoffs. And if it goes an opportunity. When the opportunity comes, what are you going to do? Are you going to be prepared? even a soak on the sideline and drop the ball and do silly stuff. Um, and also take a look at, talk about responsibilities with them. I mean, you know how it was. He yeah. left in the game. They put me in the game. And it's two first downs. I never really looked at it as pressure. I said, so it's 2020. 20, I'm like, that was crazy. Thing that Everybody knows you're getting the ball. And you have to get two first downs. <laughs> and I did it. So, Anthony and I laughed all the time. and said, man, they set you up. It's like, it's like a pump return. Don't do in the box. I said, I didn't really look at it like that. I just said, read did tackle. Read the nose guard. And
0: get a feel. I would love to be a fly on the wall in your meeting room cuz I would assume that an 18-year-old that that sits down with you, he knows what you know I'm sure you kind of get they know what they're going to get when you uh talk to them in the recruiting process but you're you're hardcore with them, aren't you? I mean, you're just you're just letting them know how it is and teaching them. And like Denny Green would always say, you know, my job is to teach reality. And it sounds to me like that's what that's the point you're trying to get across to these young men.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty exciting to be honest with you, um, because you know, for them, it's about trust. And the first thing I tell my guys when I meet them and when I met them this year, anytime I meet a recruit, anybody new, is don't give me any trust points. I'm going to give you a hundred. If you allow me in three weeks, I'll catch you, and I'll trust you less like than you trust me. And they all go no no and i'll take a point away because they're like okay you're at 98 right now i'm at one and about a four four weeks gone i'm like I'm right where i need to be and i always tell them to be themselves you have to be yourself because if you're not yourself and that's one thing that you can share with you know one thing about playing for that for, for coach green at that time and coach william and that staff was we had a bunch of guys who just love playing football and i don't think the young guys and young people now really love football I think they like it they like having letters and. Three stars and four stars. I was a minus zero star. I mean, I wouldn't have been drafted in my big draft, but I could play football. And then he chose people that could play football. Yeah. I mean, if anybody out there listening, Pete Versus would knock your head off completely. I hated going against him. Like, gosh, he was going to hit me. He was going to be solid, and like, man, if he is so solid, I'm thinking practice, Pete, just just take one step slower, man. Gosh, I'm trying to save my body for Sunday. But you came in and bang, knocking people out. So we. Uh, that's the beauty of playing for Coach Green at the time. It was such a good team and family atmosphere. And the locker room, man, you couldn't trade that place. Oh
0: man, no. With
2: Johnny Randall, you think about all the famous we played with. You I mean, Chris. That's fucking in the right now. Chris, you did play with Chris Dolman, but Chris Carter. Oh, I, you know, I got a I got a little man.
0: time with I got a little time with Dolman, so I got to know him a little bit.
2: Hopefully, he's, he's resting in peace right now. Um, the goal was great. I and mean, you think about that playing with Chris Dolman. Yeah, he top five sack leaders of all the time. And just it was it was a funny place. Eddie McDaniel. I mean, Jack, Coach Jack, Del real now, I mean, it's, it's actually hilarious now when
0: you look back at it, people are in that locker room. It, no, it, it is. And, you have know, Randall McDaniels of the world, Mike Morris is of the world. I mean, we had, you know, um, it, oh my, I, it's like Chris Walsh. Chris Walsh. I mean, Walsh, he was always one of oh, the best. Man. They were characters. Now, there was another guy uh, in your position, Coach, and Tyrone Willingham, who went on for, you know, left uh, Minnesota after a while and became a head coach. What, do you, what did you take away from your time with him?
2: I was sick with the details. He didn't, I was a simple man. I mean, he still helped me every morning. Um, I had a coffee with him. and uh, Yeah, he made some coffee, which was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> I did the internship with the 49ers, uh, the minority internship, Bill Walsh minority internship, and he had a house in Palo Alto. So I called him and told him I was doing He came by the hotel, and he's like, if I could do anything for you. He's still in great shape. He volunteered with the golf team at Stanford. And you know I've learned a lot from Coach Don. I mean I, I can call him right now, and he would pick up the phone and just laugh with me, and and he give me advice. So it's always being able to go to a guy like that that has achieved so much. In fact, went to the online, um, and coached athlete in Washington in Stanford. But he's he's an he's, he is an amazing man. I'm very lucky to have him in my life. still. So.
0: he was definitely intense. You know what I mean? That guy was. He, he never walked upstairs; always ran upstairs and. I mean, you guys, you guys would have fun with him about the Tyrone Willingham shows and, you know, all those things. But Vincy Glenn and guys like that, just, they just, they just, you guys, we just had fun. You know what I'm saying? We did work hard, but I'll tell you yeah. what, we did have a lot of fun.
2: Did I you, told the other guys the guys the other day, they didn't even make those deals to us. We can go outside for 45 minutes and go inside for hour and a half. Outside for 45 minutes, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. I tell, I,
2: you know, I tell the runners, I'm like, Are they really kidding me? I'm like, no, 45 minutes. We did a perfect practice. We were done with it.
0: Skull Stories is presented all season long by Cambria, proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be back with more Skull Stories right after this. It's football season at Mystic Lake with Vikings Drawings. Enter casino and digital drawings for prizes like season tickets, away game trips, and an ice castle fish house. Get details and enter now at mysticlake.com vikings. Now let's get back into our conversation with Scotty Graham. You led this team in rushing in '93. What are some of your memories from back mm-hmm. then in the Dome? And, um, you know, uh, what games stand out in your mind when you sit back and look on your career?
2: Really, it's practice, to be honest with you. Um, remember at that time, Pete, I was the number one in the film. You know, yeah, I
1: really was.
2: Saw Tony Dungeon on the defensive side. I mean, that's, it was plenty of those guys in practice every day. was so hard, it, it, to be honest, the games were easy. So for me, it was. Proper preparation and perfect practice. I got a chance to practice against Jack Del Rio, Johnny Randall, you know, every single day. So, Todd and Scott, I'm behind Randall McDaniel, high behind the seven. Yeah, Todd Scott too. We forgot about Todd. I like we talked to Todd about it two months ago. I mean, the defense. We, you know, Carlos Jenkins. I mean, just it's so many dudes that were playing. It was unbelievable that I don't know if we played personnel better than our defense. So. Vinny I love the most because he always played me. like He loved rugby games, and he says, i a rugby guy. So, like, Chicago, I was casting a couple of times we won and, you know, playing against Green Bay. And I just, you know, being known as that guy uh, for Coach Green and, you know, having a relationship with him, it was amazing. Um, when I say amazing, he would walk up to see you ready to roll. I'm like, yep. And that's all he would say to me. I <laughs> mean, you know? He was ready to roll. <laughs> you, that was, a, I mean, a head coach coming to now saying, ready to roll. I'm like,
0: yeah. Robert and I talk about this stuff all the time, and he didn't yell much, but when he did, it felt like you were getting yelled at by your dad. Hey, boy. You know what hey. I mean? <laughs> hey,
2: you remember that day? You remember that day? And I'm going to say his name. You said, are you sleeping? Are okay, you <laughs> listening to me? <laughs> I didn't ask you that. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name, like, When you you laughing? I know i listen listening to the goodness. Like he was like, are you rushing at me? Or do you hear me? I uh, didn't. I didn't ask you that. I said, oh my god! I mean, just oh my! he didn't yell. Tony didn't yell. I don't yell. I don't. You know, I don't yell. And I, I think because of those guys, I don't yell. There are some coaches that do yell, but I'm not one of those. What the hell are you doing? I'm not come here, man! You know you're wrong, right?
0: Oh, I heard I
2: mean, to me. It's about talking to a man's heart.
0: Oh, man. I heard Tony Dungy yell in practice one time, and it was during training camp. And and unfortunately, the kid that he yelled at or raised his, I mean, really just raised his voice wasn't there the next day. And, you know, that's Denny. I mean, if you didn't fit in, or if you're sleeping in meetings, or you're late, remember, I won't find you, but I will cut you.
2: you no, know, he said you waste your money. <laughs> you're going to waste your time. He said, I'm going to hurt. mean, you I'm taking your money. You know, I tell people about that. You remember the time Michael Sayre player, he borrowed a shoe? He was gone. Yeah. I mean, Denny, I mean, and then you remember listen to it. You know, he said, if anybody fights in practice, you're out of here. Yes. And Johnny started with the guy, too. And he fired him. I'm like, you cut him. He, he just did something to him. I mean, really mean. Johnny's Johnny was mean. But Denny said a different rule now. I mean, everybody's fair, but they ain't the same. Right. And Johnny Redmond could do what he wanted to do. 10, for ten years at career technique, you tell me. You
0: tell me? So, and, we, and you understand that, too. And I think that's one of the that's part of the thing of growing up is is understanding some guys have rules, some guys have guidelines and you just gotta know. Remember Denny would always say, Know your role, you know, perfect your role. Oh yeah. And if you have any so, questions,
2: know your guy.
0: Yeah. If you have any questions, come see me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no thanks.
2: see He would approach me sometimes when I'm looking at him like, Don't talk to me. Oh, I mean like I don't want to
0: talk to
2: you. I mean Right. What do you want to talk to me for? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, I would just look at him and he'd smile at me, and I just go the other way. I'm like, I ain't talking to him. <laughs> he was even the Harrisburg mathematics. Yep. The Harrisburg mathematics tells me I'm a
0: man. You ready yep. to roll? Yep. yep. Okay, we're good.
2: That's when football was fun. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people are having fun anymore.
0: That's a that's a shame because I mean that's that's kind of the thing that made it made it worthwhile when you have personalities like like we did like Corey Stringer and. I just remember him in the rookie show and it was one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen in my entire life. But those guys, you yeah, you would lay your life on the line for each you know, for each other. And that was the kind of the atmosphere that we had. True. Now you are coaching with the Arizona Wildcats right now. Tell us a little bit about the University of Arizona and what you like. I mean, what is what is it is it home for you now? What uh, what's going on with the you know, family wise, everything else?
2: Well, you know, working in the NFL PA fifteen years, I think that's probably the last you know, people kind of heard of me. Yeah. Then I transitioned. I think I want to coach. We were watching a game one Saturday, me and my wife, and she was going. She was doing some training. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And I went did several internships. Um, awesome. about so working in my coaching shops, and I realized coaching and teaching and teaching is coach. Because if you're not presenting organic information in a natural way, then I could listen to you. So you're not going to be affected no matter how many years you've done it. So I've been building relationships my entire life. Pete. That's what I've known for. Absolutely. And, and for me, it's about them guys trusting me and believing what I tell them what to do and how to do it. So the transition happened, you know, two years ago. I, I let everybody know, including Juan Billick and Tony Dungy and Chris Carter, that I wanted to coach. And nobody ever said, oh, bad idea. And they go, okay, well, you should. Sure? You'd be a great coach. But uh-huh. it goes back to what I told you. When people ask about you and they say good stuff about you, you got an opportunity.
0: That's my favorite part about Scotty Graham, right, is, is that – All that did for you and all you needed for it to do was open the door. And once you got your foot in that door, you're going to take it over. And you're going to take, and I'll say it now, I know you will take this coaching as far as you want it to go. Now, you know, whether you want to be a coordinator or a head coach, I don't know. It's there. I'm just saying, Scotty. When I found, you know, and I when I learned that you were at, you know, University of Arizona and you're the running back coach, I'm like, yeah, of course he is. And it's like you want to just tell those kids in that room when they're 18, 19 years old to say, listen, the way you conduct yourself, it's going to matter. You don't want to think about when you're 40 or 50 right now, but it is going to matter someday. You're not afraid to run into anybody yeah. you played with here in Minnesota because we all knew who you were. You know what I mean? I
2: appreciate that man coming to you. Number of respect for Pete Birchers. Everybody knew Pete would knock you unconscious. <laughs> and my, running in, and myself, to too. <laughs> and,
0: my, and myself, too, man. But thank you so much for your time. I know as a coach, you don't have much free time. and and, time, man. and we so appreciate it. And the fans here, we miss you. Love you, man. All right, bless you. All right, bye. Love you, too. Peace. Thanks again to Scotty Graham for joining us tonight. I know he's going to do great things with those young men. Out at the University of Arizona. All right, let's look at our Northern Tool and Equipment Keys to Success. Northern Tool and Equipment brings the power with top brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln Electric, Honda, and more. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for guys like you, Jay, with serious work. So we're heading to Detroit Rock City this weekend to face a winless and desperate you know, Lions squad. I mean, they've been fighting. Dan Campbell knows how close they've come to winning at U.S. Bank Stadium, and I'm sure they're going to go for broke this weekend as the Vikings come to town. The Lions are currently 0-10-1 after losing to the Bears. On Thanksgiving, and I think about that loss to Baltimore. Uh, unbelievable. So, uh, they've held opponents to under 20 points in five of 11 games this season, including the last three versus the Steelers, Browns, and Bears. Not quite the gauntlet of offenses, but still, you know, you hold the team under 20 points. This is the NFL. It took a last second, 28 yard field goal by Cairo Santos uh, for the Bears to put them away on Thursday. They shot themselves in the foot. It's like teams that do this stuff. You look for those kinds of things. They had the ball drive earlier. Two holding penalties in a row. Got them to a third and 38. They punt. It's third and 13 for the Bears, and the Lions get another penalty. They move the chains. Eventually – you know, goes on to 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 be the game winning field goal. So we know what this is all about, you know, penalties at the wrong time, turnovers at the wrong time. I mean, we're teetering on that edge and, and and I think the Lions are just kind of stuck in that rut and they've been that way for quite some time. And, you know, but they're still they're still fighting. They're gonna be at home. This is a division game. And you know, none of it none of it's gonna be easy. So um Jared Goff returned Sunday from an oblique injury. He was 21 to 25 with 171 yards, two passing TDs and uh, was sacked one time. It was a checkdown Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> Twenty-one of twenty-five. You're thinking, man, this guy's efficient. He's gonna be putting up some yardage, and then he goes to 171 yards passing. Like it just it it turned I mean, into like you said, check down Charlie, and you're you're trying to figure out, you know, what do these guys have to do to try to get the ball down the field uh, and actually was, make some people pay.
0: The running backs had a uh, had a big day catching. You know what I'm saying? Um, two thousand two hundred eighty passing yards and ten touchdowns for the season. However, been sacked 27 times, Mrs. Bueller. You think back to Matthew Stafford, and I remember you know when you play the Lions, you always want to play him late in the season as possible because Stafford's beat up. He doesn't like to get hit. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna just through some pressure, goad him into some bad throws or throwing the ball away. So um it's kind of the same, you know, it's kind of the same deal, uh, you know, kind of rinse and repeat for these guys. But Jamal Williams carried the load after DeAndre Swift, uh, you know, came out with an injury, 15 carries, 65 yards. Uh, Josh Reynolds and TJ Hawkinson were the primary targets versus the Bears. You know, Hawkinson, that relationship is there. You know, you would think that they were going to keep building on that. And Reynolds, I'll tell you what, Reynolds is the deep threat. When Goff wants to go deep, he's gonna throw it to Reynolds. So you got to keep keep somebody on top of him. Um, the Lions were only 4-10 on third down, only made it to the red zone one time in the entire game. Ten penalties, 67 yards, and the timing of the penalties didn't help them. Ford Field has been good to Cousins. It's been good to our offense. Uh, so hopefully that continues.
1: And it's not Matt Stafford, who's the guy that always seemed to really, really <laughs> just cause huge issues with us. You know, if, if Goff is still fighting that oblique injury and less mobile, and he's going to be skittish here, and he's just trying to complete a lot of stuff to see if he can get somebody else to make a play. You know, that's what you're going to have to walk, watch for on Sunday he, just to get in his face.
0: You're right about that. You're 100 percent right about that with watching some film and and just him not moving as much. His, you know, th- that and so when you have that oblique injury, you may be able to play, but it's you're not going to be able to scramble and extend plays. And if you are scrambling and moving, it's hard to throw the ball deep, like you know you make a team pay when you can get mobile and scramble um you definitely don't want to get hit so you're going to be hitting that check down a little more quickly it only needs to be just a nudge just a just a little bit that little bit makes all the difference in the world so um yeah he's definitely a little bit off of uh of what we saw of him earlier this season so This is a noon start game in the Motor City. Well, it'll be one o'clock in the Motor City. Uh, So to be sure to join Paul Allen, Ben Lieber, Mike Musman, Greg Coleman, and myself on the KFAN pregame show and broadcast all across the Vikings radio network. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Skull Stories presented by Cambria. Proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see you all again next week.